0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 46. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, They gathered together, and one of them, an expert in the law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question, what do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David by the spirit calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, How can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer, nor from that day did anyone dare ask him any more questions. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some people love rules. The Pharisees, featured in our second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Matthew, loved rules. They were one of the major religious groups in the time of Jesus. Along with the Sadducees, the Scribes and the Zealots, they were one of the major groups within the Jewish religious community who competed for influence and converts. They each make their appearance in the Gospels and we know that these established religious groups were intimidated by Jesus, so they tried to trap him in their questions. On numerous occasions, the Gospels show how Jesus outsmarted them. Our second scripture lesson is just one example. It began when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees. They gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. I may have told you... I may have told you the best way to remember the difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Just remember that the Sadducees didn't believe in life after death. They were such adherents to the teachings of Moses who failed to mention the afterlife that they didn't believe in heaven. So they were sad, you see. (laughs) The Pharisees, on the other hand, loved the law. They wanted to follow not just the Ten Commandments, but every law that tradition passed down. They loved to follow all those rules because they felt that the rules ensured that people be treated fairly. So they were fair, you see. I picked that up in seminary. (laughs) In today's gospel lesson, this lawyer who was himself a rule-loving Pharisee, wanted to test Jesus. And so he asked him a question, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? To a Pharisee, choosing the greatest law would be like picking your favorite child. He and the other Pharisees couldn't do it. How could you love one commandment more than another, they wondered, while Jesus, while Jesus has no problem answering the question. He said you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind This is the greatest and first commandment and a second is like it You shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets That's what Jesus says You've heard it before It's an often quoted verse that's not just in the Gospel of Matthew, but also in Mark and in Luke. Yet, the difference here in the Gospel of Matthew is that he follows up his famous answer with a question of his own directed towards the Pharisees. What do you think of the Messiah? He asked them. Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David by the spirit calls him Lord saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? In other words, Jesus is trying to help those Pharisees see who they are talking with. They were waiting for the son of David to appear. They thought that they knew what to look for in the promised Messiah. Yet they were looking right over him, interrogating the Messiah rather than revering him. You know this already. While it came as a surprise to them, it comes as no surprise to you to hear that Jesus is Messiah, nor does it come as a surprise to hear him say that the entire law may be summed up in love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Only think about this with me, if the Messiah is the one who simplifies the rules, who makes it all so complicated, if God is the one who summarizes all the law down to love, Down to love God and love neighbor who is clinging to all the other standards of society so tightly There's a scene I'll always remember in the TV show Seinfeld where the main character Jerry He goes to visit his parents who have just moved from Manhattan to a retirement community in Florida called Del Boca Vista Anybody remember that? Anybody love Seinfeld? While Jerry and Elaine were visiting them there, she can't sleep because they put her on the fold-out couch. And you know that bar that's in the fold-out couch? It was hitting her right in the back. Plus, they wouldn't turn on the air conditioning, even though it's Florida. Later, when a Del Boca Vista neighbor dies, Jerry's friend Kramer decides to retire down to Florida and moves in right next to Jerry's parents. Jerry's dad pushes him to run for president of the Neighborhood Association. The campaign is going great until Kramer gets caught walking through the neighborhood clubhouse without his shoes on. As Kramer tries to understand why such a small thing would cause his campaign to go up in flames, Jerry says, these people work and wait their whole lives to move down here, sit in the heat, pretend it's not hot, and enforce these rules. Some people love rules. The Pharisees loved rules. The residents of Del Boca Vista loved rules. And there's a little bit of Pharisee in each and every one of us. There are rules and regulations that we all cling to. We all have standards of morality and decency. We all love codes of conduct, standards of behavior. There are things that we do and there are things that we wouldn't dare do. No shirt, no shoes, no service is a rule so basic in our society that it goes without saying everywhere outside the state of Alabama. (laughs) Then there are commandments. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. These are good rules. They are life-giving standards of behavior. Yet, we must allow the Messiah to help us use these rules. Otherwise, otherwise the rules are confined to our own human understanding. Take the fourth commandment for example, honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy and consider with me how we use this commandment. We hear that commandment and we say to ourselves, got it, set Sunday apart. Only does the commandment, does it set a limit or does it state the minimum requirement? Would God not also have us honor Him on Mondays and Tuesdays? Are we not called to love the Lord our God on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays? Does God not love us every day of the week in every moment of our lives? We hear these divine mandates from Scripture, and we interpret God's rules through our human understanding while the Messiah says... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes we use the rules and set limits. Sometimes we use the rules to draw lines. Yet let us re-examine our rules especially when we allow the rules to create barriers to love. Following the Lord may require more than the laws of human culture stipulate. For if all rules are modeled on God's love, does God's love for us have any limits God's love for us has no limit, am I right? Okay, y'all didn't agree with me, but I'm assuming you're agreeing with me in your mind. (laughs) Presbyterians, does God's love for us have any limit? No. Then let's think together about human culture, and let's think about what Jesus says in Matthew, how it might challenge some of our behavior. Last week the county commission was discussing a statement on the conflict in Israel. You may have read about it in the paper. It turned out to be a divisive conversation that resulted in a follow-up meeting before a big crowd last Wednesday night because the first draft of that statement declared Cobb County's absolute support of Israel. That makes sense, right? We love Israel! Standing with the Jewish people and the nation of Israel is a part of who our nation is. Defending the cause of one of the most persecuted minority groups in the world is a part of who we are as a nation. So when we hear about the attack on Israel, we want to show our support. We want to stand with Israel, supporting them as they mourn the loss of innocent lives, as they call for the release of captives and an end to terrorism. However, some residents of Cobb County had a problem with the statement that the Cobb County Commission was working on. Presbyterians born in Nazareth and Muslims from Palestine and Egypt who now live here in Cobb County, they asked their elected commissioners, why would you limit your support to the people of Israel? Do the residents of our county not also mourn the loss of Palestinian children or does our concern have limits? Sometimes our concern does have limits. Sometimes with our rules and regulations, we put in place barriers for who we will love and who we won't. However, when we look to Scripture, While we so clearly see God's love for the people of Israel, we also see God's love for all the people of the earth. That's what the book of Jonah is all about. Jonah can't understand how God could possibly love the Ninevites. That's why he doesn't want to go over there to preach to them. Yet God declares, should I not be concerned about Nineveh? That great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left. You see, it is a human tendency to put a barrier on love. It is a human tendency to love one group and to hate another while we must expect that just as God has wept over the innocent Israeli children killed by Palestinian bombs, so also has God wept over the innocent Palestinian children killed by Israeli bombs. Because God's love does not respect the boundaries that we draw. While we may limit our support, And while we may limit our concern, God's love is for all creation. This is simply a truth which we must accept. And may loving as God loves be a goal to which we all aspire. For when it comes to transforming and healing our broken world there is no force more likely to transform and heal than love. Last Tuesday my wife Sarah sent me an article from Fox 5 News Atlanta about a crisis dog who helps people canine officer Barney and his handler Paul Hill got a call that a woman had locked herself in a bathroom and was threatening to end her life. When officer Hill and his canine companion Barney arrived, the woman had moved from the bathroom and was lying on a bed visibly distraught. How many of us, when we see a woman acting so strangely, would be tempted to turn and walk away Yet without a second thought, Barney the dog hopped up next to her, wiggled his way into her arms. He laid there peaceably until the woman calmed down, until she could relax, and soon she was responding to the officers. Then she was getting the help that she needed. But it all started not with threats, but with contact. Her healing began as a dog offered her his love on the worst day of her life. My friends, I don't know the answer to so many of the problems that we face these days. I don't know the answer to the conflict in Israel and Palestine. But I do know this. Years ago, I was a chaplain intern at the Metro State Women's Prison, and I met a woman who was terrified that God was going to send her to hell. She'd been abused, and in her dreams, she returned to this dark place she'd been with fire and demons. It was a place she'd been before on the worst night of her life, and she never wanted to return there. I remember holding her hand through the flap in a steel door and saying, Hell is a place you've been before. And I can't believe that the loving God I know in Jesus Christ our Lord would send you back there again. I'll never forget how she cried as I said those words. I'll always remember watching as the love of God set her free. On the other hand, shame keeps so many of us locked up and imprisoned. Sometimes after violating the rules, people punish themselves so severely. Sometimes I wonder if we punish ourselves more for breaking the rules than God does. So if it hasn't happened to you already, may the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord set you free today. And may you be set loose on this broken world to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind to love your neighbor as yourself. Let there be no barriers to your love. For there is no barrier when it comes to the love that God has for you. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.